going on everyone? Kelly Cavalier here, one half of Seven Area Media, and welcome to today's edition of the Honky Tonk Highway, episode 15. It's been a nice wild ride so far. Hope you guys are enjoying all the interviews and stuff that we've been talking about. If you haven't yet, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We are currently live on both Facebook and YouTube for those who want to watch on either show. That way, you can catch it wherever you want. Today's guest... I have known him since he was just a wee little lad. Uh, originally from Liverpool over in England, he now resides up in Boston, Massachusetts. If anybody knows him, you know that uh, I'm wearing the proper shirt for today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Rob Glover. What's up, mate? What's <laughs> happening, buddy? How are you doing? Doing awesome, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, thanks for wearing that shirt. I just heard you mention that as well. Look at that. Of course, that. man. I can't, I can't have my buddy from Liverpool on the show and not wear my Liverpool jersey. That would just be like, <laughs> no, that just would be like bad news. That's it, mate. Live a bird upon your chest. Exactly. Uh, so for those who out there at home that do not know uh, much about you, uh, why don't you give us a little history on uh, how you got into dancing? Right, okay. Um yeah, how I got into dancing, well, it was all, I guess the biggest thing was, it was a way of keeping me out of trouble when I was a kid, really. Um, <laughs> you know, all I ever wanted to do growing up in Liverpool, like you said, all I ever wanted to do was was play football or soccer, for those Americans listening. Um, but now all I ever wanted to do was play football. I always had the ball at my feet, um, you know, and then it was, it was boxing and, you know, a lot of different sports. And... I always wanted to act. I was always acting as well and, and going to different lessons there. But uh, how I got into dancing was, was my grandparents, my nan and granddad. Um, they used to teach uh, five to six line dance classes every week when I was a kid. Um, so at a very young age, it was going along with them and, and you know, it saved money on babysitters really, especially even their afternoon classes. Um, but the evening classes and, and that's how it all started um, was with my nan and granddad. Um, you know, and then from there, it was I got paid fifty p for every dance that I'd learn. <laughs> so, so quickly it was it was I wanted to learn a lot more to make make a little bit of pocket money. You know, <laughs> of course. Of but course. yeah, so from there, I mean, it was it was a case of going to the different, you know, my acting school and whatever. And my granddad sent me a challenge one day. He said, you know, your dancing's picking up and whatever. Um, take a ballet class. So he took me in for a ballet class. He said it'd be good for you to you know, good for your balance and your footwork and, and all of that stuff. And it, and it just aided things, really. And, and I fell in love with dancing and moving instantly when I was a kid, you know. Awesome. Awesome. So what's it been like ever since uh, you've been over here for a couple of years now, transitioning from uh, being in the UK and coming over here to the States? Yeah, I've been here, what's that, 11, 11, 12 years now that I've been living in the States, which is crazy how much it's it's flown that is um, insane. Ooh. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, when I uh, when I first threw that dart at the map of the United States and it landed on Boston, I didn't realize how bloody cold it would be at certain times. You know, I think uh, Miss McEnany White now, <laughs> as she is, she, she got it right down in the uh, the same coast, but a little bit warmer down where she is, <laughs> where you are. Yeah, but, um, it's definitely warmer make, down here. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love Boston. It's, it's an amazing city. It's very, very similar to Liverpool. Um, so instantly, you know, even even when I first came over as a kid, the first time I came to Boston was for the showdown. And back then it was yeah. up in 
it was up in kind of the uh, the Waltham area. Yeah. So it was in the in the old hotel there in the Waltham area, and coincidentally, that's only five minutes down the road now from where I live. So I remember the first time I came over to the city of Boston, um, it, it just felt felt a lot like Liverpool, that working class mentality, loves its sports, you know, that was the that was the feel of it. So yeah, home <laughs> away from home. And like Jim said, it's done nothing for your accent. You, you still have the English <laughs> accent, not the Boston accent. <laughs> uh, huge shout out to my boy Victor. Uh, real quick, Victor's on watching us. One of the best uh, DJs in the West Coast swing world. Shout out to Victor. Zapman <laughs> Victor. Uh, so, speaking of it, since Victor uh, chimed in and you're a uh, West Coast Swing DJ, you're big into the West Coast Swing world now. What's that been like transitioning from being mainly the line dancer and doing the line dance side to now the West Coast and the couples world? Yeah, I mean, look, for me, it's all movement. You know, I, I like to, I'm addicted to dance. That, that's truly what it is. And, and I think about dancing, to me, it's like a language, right? So, right. The more, the more words create sentences, sentences, paragraphs, paragraphs, pages. And to me, it's spelling, punctuation and grammar is all the technique. And that was something that was drilled into me as a kid. But I think, you know, I fell in love with the couples dance side, obviously through the competitive line dance world. So growing up and competing and seeing kind of all the UCWDC couples and then West Coast Swing was always a big part of that. So it's not necessarily that it's, it's transitioned from one to the other. Both have always run as a parallel for me. And if you ask anyone within the West Coast swing world, I mean, the, the hierarchy or the pinnacle, they're all line dancers at heart. You a know, lot of them and, did and start out that way too. Everyone, every one of those dancers that are at the top of the West Coast swing world were also line dancers. Right. were also into country couples and crossing over. So for me, you know, West Coast swing is something that, that is amazing given its versatility. Um, just moving with a partner is, is a totally different feel of it. And, and I'm addicted to both still. I still do line dance. I still line dance at those events. I still dance on my own That's good. Uh, as much as I can, you know. Uh, you've, got, you've got to do so much so far in your uh, dance journey. Um, you're on, was it Strictly Come Dancing over there in the UK? Was yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, Strictly Dance Fever is what it was what yeah. it called, the TV side. But it was the same thing. It was the BBC. Um, you know, the BBC still do Strictly Come Dancing, which is Dancing right. with the Stars over here. Um but yeah, it was that was more of like a so you think nod. It was kind of kind of a hybrid really between what is so you think you can dance now um, and what is dancing with the stars now. So it was that kind of feel. Um, but yeah, it was on, I was on the second season and there was a load of line dancers on the first season as well. So there was a load of line dancers took over both uh, both seasons on that. But Danny and Jody uh, to be the, the one couple, for example. But then it was you know there, there was there was loads of us kind of winning all of that. Um, it was brilliant, especially the audition rounds for that was was fun. You know, with everything you've done so far in your dance career, between being on that show, um, competing over here in the states, dancing at the U.S. Open, what's been that? What's been your top moment for you? What's been your, the, the moment you've been most proud of? As a dancer? Yeah. Wow. That's I didn't say one, it was going to be easy on you today. Yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> I think I think that breaks down into a couple of different things for me, mate. I mean, performing. You know, being on stage for me was always was always the best feeling, you know, that I ever got. I can't, coming up, you can't beat lights and there's an audience. So, you know, whether that was on the com- competition floor was was a totally different feel and still is even in the West Coast Swing world. Like, that's a different feel. Like, to me, whenever I'm competing, it was always more about the journey of it. Like, mm-hmm. it was the growth and being in the rehearsal studios. 
So there's, there's proud moments that you have kind of privately in the rehearsal studios with a coach or with a mentor. And I think that they're kind of memories that I really treasure the most. Um, I always remember kind of even being with, with, with Rob Fowler all the time, going over me line dance stuff as a kid, um, you know, and, and just making little breakthroughs of different things on that on that rent. Um, but then being on stage, uh, I did a, a musical um, with Robert Royston, actually, uh, when I first came over to the States, not long after that, it was called One Ride. Um, yeah. So I, I was lucky enough to play the lead in that show. Um, and it was it was great. I mean, it was a, a mixture of all of my different worlds colliding. It was the knowledge and the background of line dance stuff and country couples and swing that I know Robert within those worlds, you know, where I've grown up kind of idolizing him and watching him on that. And then getting able to, you know, being able to work with them and, and bringing in the musical theater aspect. And then the third kind of piece of that was that it was country music and it was, uh, it was Chris Ledoux, you know, it, it's, it, it was all Chris Ledoux's song. So right. all of my worlds collide and that run, that short run that we had of one ride in New York, um, was, was epic, you know, an off Broadway show that I'd say that was, that was probably me, me proudest moment dance wise and movement wise, you know? Um, speaking of Robert Royston, you do do a lot of stuff uh, like he did. He, he competed, he went to Broadway, he became an MC. Which one do you like doing the most? I know you love being behind the microphone. I love on the floor. What would you? Which one is that that better moment for you now? Because I know well, you love no, doing both. Yeah, I definitely don't like competing against anyone that's younger than me. I think uh, I think I'm at the tail end <laughs> of uh, competitive wise and where I'm going. I mean, I know I can still keep going for a few I'll years. Say you're still pretty young. The fun part. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love all of it, to be fair. I mean, it's, it's really interesting. Like when you, I guess what I'm really addicted to the most, and I think I can find this in every one of those mediums or every one of those channels that you just spoke about. Right. I think I love, I love thinking on my feet and, and diving into that, that, that Liverpool nature of a quick wit, so to speak. And yeah. um, I love getting lost in moments. Um, and I think I can find that escape um and and just kind of flow state for lack of a better term you know i, I slip into this flow state in in each one of those roles and, and it's fun you know nice nice um so uh we got some royalty in the chat uh guyton monday has joined us what up g what's happening brother um since guyton's in there my next question was actually going to be uh and he was one of the people you competed with um, you've competed many, many times at the Boston Line Dance Showdown, um, Jen and Jason Cameron's event up in Boston. Yeah. You competed with Russell, with Rachel, with Guyton. What one, which one did you enjoy doing the most? Uh, consider they're all, looking back at every one you've done, they're one end of the spectrum to the other. <laughs> Completely. You, you definitely didn't stay in the same spectrum when you, when you went from with dancing with Rachel, with Russell, Guyton. Y'all played a dying versions of yourselves. We did. Yeah, yeah. Home. We died at the end of that one. You did. I mean, I think I think coming back to it again. I mean, it's a great question. I mean, for me, first and foremost, Line Dance Showdown was was brilliant. That was kind of the, you know, and it still is. I mean, the, the idea of it, the the feeling of it. That's that's always my roots, and that was my first kind of big flurry of coming over to America. And again, that right. that'll always hold a. A special place in my heart for what Jen and Jason have done and, and have been able to do for for this community and, and and for the line dance world in general really but that that event was always special it was it was always the highlight of the year and, and where you were going with that and the growth of it over the years um, in terms of competing again going back to what I said earlier the process 
for me, was always the funnest. I mean, let's say with Guyton, I know he's here, for example. So the biggest thing was the laugh that we had kind of coming up with it and being in the recording studio and doing our voiceovers and, um, you know, just kind of the drills of that. So it was less about the show again itself. I, I'm addicted to the process and the creative process. Um, yeah, it's fun being able to do it over and over and get to compete and, and for the crowd but it was never about the competition if that makes sense it was all about right. the process and then the show um with rachel i mean she's always been like a big sister to me and i i, I love her to bits i always will and um, she's family you know and i did post again, the raggedy ann and andy routine uh, like a week <laughs> yeah. and a half two weeks I mean, ago that was one of my throwbacks raggedy ann and andy we don't know what they are in england you know or who they are <laughs> <laughs> that had to be um, fun trying to explain that to you. Yeah, you're pretty much gonna play a dead thing with a mop on your head. Yeah, and then and then the other part was that Rachel took a leap of faith with me on that because I said to her, I was like, "Look, Raggedy Ann and Andy, she went who?" You know. So then it was like the blind leading the blind. I was like, "Well, I think this is who they are." <laughs> so it was nice being able to play with that. But again, when you get in that state and in that groove, it's just ideas. You finish each other's sentences, and and that's. Yeah. That's, that's what I've loved the most about it. And then as far as Russell, um, you know, we work together in the studio up here. He's a, he's a creative genius in his own right. He is. Um, and that was Fosse. I mean, that's, that's my idol in the dance world was being able to do a, a Bob Fosse piece. Um, all my worlds coming into one, you know? Yeah, it was, it was I remember, because uh, that was right around the same time y'all did the huge show at the studio that I came down and did the, did the, ran the lights for you for. Did, and y'all did. did that huge did, thing indeed. at the studio. Yeah. That was, yeah, he, he was just, the chemistry you end up having with all three of them too was just insane. Absolutely yeah, it insane. Great, it was a great platform. Talk about the stage and again and coming back to, to where it is that, you know, that, that I, I love to be as a performer and as a dancer. It's being able to give back um, to an audience and, and, and that feeling you get from a live audience. But chemistry, yeah, I mean, that that's, it is. I mean, these were these were people that I I admired and looked up to. So it's not it's not necessarily like especially you know obviously Rachel from a from an early age and then Guyton when I first started coming over to the states and getting to meet him properly and work with him. I mean, it's family, you know. Right. Uh, you've obviously wrote many line dances uh, with tons of different people. Uh, what is your favorite one you've written so far? That's an interesting one as well. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of the collaborations again are fun. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm sensing a theme going on here by by hearing myself say all this. It is collaborations, and and I, like I love those um, certain ones that I'd choreographed myself. Um, you know, I still love the feeling, um, like Little Red Corvette, for example. I think is an interesting one. You know, I just love the feel of that, and and now being able to to get to know Mike Zito through it, the artist. Like that was an interesting one and hearing it from that route and then hearing that constantly come on every now and again in the swing world um, when we're just social dancing late night. Um, so then even stuff with like with Mark Ballas and uh, Get My Name was pretty fun when he kind of came out with that. But I'd say proud wise or, you know, pride wise, like actually there was one moment when um, so I'd been asked to choreograph something for Superstars, uh, the the Superstars division, and it yep. was a samba. It was kind of the first time that they wanted to really kind of push a samba in the mm -hmm. Superstars division. And 
I was asked to choreograph that. So I remember kind of challenging it and tweaking it. And then what would I want from a show dynamic? Right. Uh, and then not seeing it throughout the competitive year because I'd never really been to many events. But at Worlds, I was emceeing that division. <laughs> so what was crazy and what was nice about it was, was that Worlds, you know, I'm seeing this live. I'm announcing them all to come out heat after heat and seeing my dance from that perspective. That, that was really a cool moment. Um, I always remember kind of Brian, that was the year, just as Brian Barakoskis had, had, had stopped dancing. Ah, and he yep. said to me that he wished he had of. Um, and then I remember Cody Maline coming up to me as well, legend Cody Maline within the, within the swing world and the couples world and country world. Yes. Um, I remember Cody um, coming up to me and just kind of kind of talking about that. And, and we had plans then to go and do a demo of it that never really came to fruition. Um, unfortunately, because it was passing as well. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that, the Samba. Nice. Um, speaking of Brian, I remember seeing a video of you and Brian um, watching the Superstars Division one year, and this turns into, I know you're a huge country music fan. Massive. Diehard, massive country music fan. Oh, yeah. What was it like sitting on the front row with Brian watching Shane McKeever do his solo to completely all Garth Brooks songs, Garth including Brooks. the oh, yeah, hip hop, pop and lock section. All I remember is you only could see heads, and then he gets Shane gets to the end, and you see you two jump up in front of the camera like two little <laughs> school kids on Christmas morning that just got to celebrate. What was That's that true. like at Worlds? I mean, it, it's a you know it's a culmination of different things. I mean, getting to getting to sit and watch, and I think back of all of the years of of getting to watch these divisions and. It's the same feeling in, in, in the swing world, watching the US Open or right. watching the couples divisions and, and, you know, masters division and whatever. But line dance wise, I mean, I've known Shane, obviously, since we were kids. Um, and he's a couple of years younger than me within that side, too. So Shane doing that with Garth Brooks, it was brilliant because it came, it, it brought everything a back to, to a classic time of line dance. Right. B, it was all country. C, it was Garth Brooks, right? But then within the biggest thing for me and Brian watching it was was this collective effort of, of really getting behind Shane and he, he, he smashed it. It was a great idea. He very was. poignant. It was all live and it yeah. was it was brilliant. And I know Nicola helped him out a lot with that as well. So props to uh to Nicola for coming up with a lot of that idea with him and developing yeah. that. And yeah, to me it was it was brilliant. Huge props because you know? I remember he did that at Showdown right after that when he came over for Showdown and that routine, oh that whole routine was just amazing. Yeah, even though he's a Man United fan, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> For... Yeah, yeah, that that does yeah, shock me that you. That uh... We're not, we're not, I can't even believe I said those words. Like blasphemy. <laughs> so one of the questions I had come in for you were, uh, who and what um, are the Dancing Fools, and uh, how did you come involved with the Dancing Fools? Yeah, happy days. So the Dancing Fools, that's um, that's something that we have um, kind of up here in Boston. It's been eight years now yeah going into our eighth year so every single wednesday night um nice. for eight years now we've had uh we've had college kids so it's all college students we get 150 to 180 college students is our Ooh. average every wednesday sometimes it hits over the 200s and 220 i think you know up, up in that that level for a consistent couple of weeks was was last year um but yeah that's uh that's myself um and neil klein uh, so Neil um, was he's the, he is a dancing fool himself Neil is a is a legend in the dance world especially up here in Boston and um, he's a professor over at Lesley University 
Um, and again, he, he's family. So Swing in New England was always um, his baby and his growth from there. He had his monthly dances and his studios up here. But then we decided, obviously, on the back of his Leslie universities to, to really grow for this and, and create a feeder system within the collegiate world. And mm-hmm. it, it started there. We had then two full graduating cycles of college kids going through. And we've now formed something called University Swing on the back of it. So our Wednesday night, the growth of, of University Swing and the idea of where we want to go with that is um, is to use what we've done with the dancing fields on a Wednesday night as an example and then hope hopefully we can help nurture the collegiate network of, of swing dancing. Um, and that's West Coast Swing, Lindy, Balboa, Charleston, you know, giving them all college semesters, getting credits at school for, for being able to take class. Um, that's kind of the big dream in it. But that's that's all started from the dancing fields. Oh wow, that's <laughs> nice. That'd yeah. be really cool. Um, the other question I had come in: Have you ever taken your dad to Hooters? <laughs> and you could probably guess where that came from. Yeah, big gym. <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh, the funniest part was that was when I first moved over here. Um, when I first moved over here, uh, it was cheaper for me to pay for a flight for me dad to come with two suitcases full of clothes and stuff that I needed than it was for me to ship, ship everything it. up. <laughs> that's, so, that's sad, actually. Big Jim, big Jim was picking us up in Boston. He had the, uh, he was able to be able to squeeze a van out of work and he, he came in and picked us up. I said to me dad, um, Jim had had this arranged, but I said to me dad, I went, right, we'll get, off to, we'll get off, we'll go for something to eat, we'll go for a burger or something when we're done. So he's been, he's been asking me on the plane, you know, is this something you want to do? Do you really want to go to America? Is, you know, you, you want to move over there? Yeah, yeah, that I do. So we walk into Hooters. Now, the other thing is, right, he'd never been, didn't know what it was, and I didn't explain it to him. So we walk in, and all of the Hooters girls have got this, there must have been about 12 of them, they're all lined up, and they've got this banner that just says, Welcome to America, Rob, and it was, it was placed, so we say, strategically under um, certain Hooters assets. <laughs> so my dad walks in, his jaw hits the floor, he looks at me and he goes, I can see why you're moving through America, lad. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, leave it to Big Jim to have something like that set up for you, ready to go, of course. Go ahead, mate. Oh, Thanks, man. He's well, one big family. <laughs> it, yes, yes. Uh, for those who've never eaten at Hooters, eating at Hooters uh, with a Big Jim is uh, a totally different experience. So you must experience that one time in your life. You'll enjoy it, I promise. <laughs> um, so... Tell us a little bit about your your evolution of going from being a line dancer uh, to now competing in the swing. Um, what that was like, uh, kind of leaving the line dance world, even though you do come back, but you do concentrate a lot on swing now. I know you compete in the U.S. Open with your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of the journey. I mean, look, the biggest thing was it, it, it always is my roots. I mean, line dancing is the whole reason. It, it is the whole reason why I am as well-rounded and as versatile as I am and, and, or I, or could be, um, you know, I'm always kind of working on different techniques. I don't, I don't in any way think that that's where, that's where I'm at on that side. But I mean, I think the biggest thing is, is musicality as well, you know, being able to break down beats and, and knowing these different complications. The interesting part is, you know, on the flip side, if you throw so many line dancers at couples dancers, for example, it, you can't get them, <laughs> you know, and it was even in the audition worlds. I, I remember Going back to one ride, for example, day one it was all the solo stuff. When we when we had the auditions, I helped uh, I helped with the auditions in New York. I remember day one, 
were on the panel and were giving them routines and, and choreography. It was all solo movements and it was brilliant. Come back to day two for your callbacks. Every one of the front runners, solo wise, struggled then with the couples dance. And it was it was an interesting transition in that side. So for me, it was the same way, right? All of a sudden, I've been I've been used to dancing on my own and then not having a partner in front of me. Right. My only exposure initially to partner dancing was pas de deux through ballet. So I got what drew me to it was not necessarily the style of dance; it was more the the idea of movement. I'm addicted to the root of movement. That's that's truly what it is that I am. And the idea of being able to move a partner and play and create different shapes and express different rhythms and beats um, and, and the freedom and the versatility of West Coast Swing is what I'm addicted to the most. So, you know, it was a fun transition, but it was more based on the art of movement um, for me. Nice. <laughs> so if you weren't a dancer, what would be your ideal job? Well, in an ideal world, I'd be playing for Liverpool Football Club right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it was it was football. I've still, even to this day, mate. I mean, I've got. I'm never far away from a football. This <laughs> is true. Cars, you're always me. you're always at a bar watching a game somewhere. Yeah, well and truly. Uh, your dad just says hi, Rob. <laughs> dad here. Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Marshall says, uh, tell us a little bit more about Dancing with the Stars. Uh, yes, for anybody who pays attention to his Facebook, you'll see Rob in the crowd Dancing with the Stars very often. Yeah. Um, I mean, so it's an interesting one. Mate. I mean, I love the show. I love the format of the show. Um, I mean, about it, I mean, I know a lot of the dancers I've grown up with, right? They were all cast friends of mine. So I was on tour with Danny, actually, coming back to, to Danny as well. I was on tour in a Latin ballroom show and a world tour of that for, for a while. And that was called Simply Ballroom. Um, and that was right out of college. Uh, so a lot of the cast on Dancing with the Stars, like Emma, for example, Emma Slater, she um, she was kind of one of my dance partners on that and or, you know, one of our cast members on that. So I've always stayed in touch and it's just great to see a lot of my friends kind of on that show and where they've branched off to now in the various different shows around the world. Uh, the Irish version of the show, kind of the South African version and um, the Australian version now. And, and to see a lot, of the, a lot of my friends and then coaches and mentors are always within it. But then behind the scenes, the coolest thing behind the scenes is it's the same wardrobe people and hairstylists and camera operators and producers that have all been a part of the original stuff in the BBC. Okay. So they're all expats just living in LA. So it's great. I get to go out there. I get invited in and the after parties are the best one when the ale's free. <laughs> uh, Andy wants to know if you were ever invited to uh, compete on Dancing, uh, Dancing with the Stars, would you do it? An interesting one, mate. I mean, I, I, um, I, don't, I don't like all of the press sides of things. Um, I've looked at different things. I've, I've put out different feelers. I've had conversations about potentially being a pro on the show a while back in various forms of the show. That was both in England. Um, I've still got my agent in London um, and I've still got kind of an agent out in LA. So there's been options there. But for me, I, I like a lot of the behind the scenes. So for me, I get to still, I still work now on choreography. Um, so occasionally I, I work on some choreography back home in England every now and again. Um, and that's with, with Jenny. Uh, Jenny Thomas uh, is an absolutely, absolutely amazing woman. She's a, she's a legend of her own right from the, from the Lindy world. If you, if you don't know Jenny Thomas, look her up. Um, so with Jenny, I know Darren uh, 
had the opportunity to do that. Darren Bailey's had the opportunity to work with her a lot of times before he moved over as well. But assistant choreography, um, and I do the same now over here in the States. Uh, so take a story arc and a journey and all of that, you know. Nice, nice. Um, obviously, uh, big question here. What's it Uh-oh. like being home now? You're never uh-huh. home. You're always on the road. You're always got your ticket to ride somewhere. You're you're never home. How how's being home? Uh, been in? Uh, how's Aaron liking having you home all this? <laughs> We've seen your VR videos, so mate, it's crazy. I am climbing the walls. That's for sure. I mean, I'm starting to now. It, it's been look. It, it's a hard one, isn't it? Globally, I know everyone's in the same position, and that's what helps. But definitely at first, it was tough. Um, you know, and the hardest one is is the the amount of flights. And I think as each event slowly gets cancelled and they keep going on and, and that's the line dance events the swing events the country events and then even kind of the football calendars and stuff um my production events and whatever it's like another little <laughs> another little dagger to the heart oh, sure. <laughs> um but the feeling of it I, I mean i'm enjoying it mate i've i've been um i feel like i've been at school i've i've, <laughs> I've dove into so many online lessons and workshops right. and, and in industries that like i've got no real business being in like finding out a lot more of the tech world or within that side so i've learned loads and i've been networking quite a lot online and and it's been brilliant you know lectures from ceos and whatever so i've been at school <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready to be done with school though How, how's erin like in having you home all this time <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's locked herself in the back bedroom at work she's swapped at work but um no it's been good mate i mean it, it's been been good being being attempting to eat healthy is what i'll say um so you know and stick to a routine and a regiment on that side um she's been swamped with work she's working longer hours right now than um than she does normally i say normally so it's hard um transitioning to all of that so i just know to open a bottle of wine or a couple of cans of cider and just disappear (laughs) makes sense makes sense uh any news on uh, when you're going to get to uh, do your next gig up there with uh, with the whole lockdown? Any news? No, mate. I mean, I think it's I think it's going to be a little while, isn't it? Um, you know, it's really interesting, and you think about the dance world as a whole, and I think that that's the same in the Latin ballroom as it is in the line dance, as it is in the swing, as it is in all couples dancing. Um, I think everything now has to start again at the local level. Right. Um, and, and even events like hiring local instructors and doing whatever when the lights do come back on. Um, I think it's really important right now. Like I see so many of my peers and friends reaching out and, and doing different things and even what you're doing, mate. I mean, I've got a, a, a you know, I've got to commend you on that too, keeping a community together and, and, and it's just a way of staying in touch and staying interactive. Um, but I think nurturing the local community, checking in on a lot of those local instructors and local dancers that's where it's going to start when the lights do come back on it in small right. little increments as they grow. So um, I can see different contracts changing or maybe maybe swapping contracts over. You know, if you've got this gig but I can't get there and vice versa and it's on the same weekend or can you cover this class for me or can we help out? Like I feel like a lot of that, we're going to get to see that pretty soon and that's what I'm excited about. Um, we're trying that now in Boston with our university side of things, you know. Nice. Nice. Hopefully, uh, hopefully y'all will get to go out and dance soon. Hopefully. I, I, I do feel that I think line dance stuff and like solo stuff will probably start off uh, probably first because there's no touching involved. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's and then your techniques. All of my couples dancers right now, they're all doing solo techniques and solo drills and solo movement. Um, it's key. Yeah. So we've got the advantage in the line dance world. That's for sure. That we that we do. Uh, that's definitely um, a quicker way to get back into it. Yeah, you probably see the the hip hop classes and the line dance classes and the ballet classes. Mm-hmm. Um, probably start up a little bit quicker than uh, like West Coast Swing, Two Step, Salsa. Only because no, the. I mean, I think I think everyone's in lockdown, right? So that's as we know, or not. I think everyone's in lockdown, right? So I feel like gyms are not going to get a chance to open so you know me big advice and something that we're working on up here too is even with like the ymca network and doing different right. things so i'm helping create something for the ymca network right now that's all it's all based on line dance and um, so i've been it's been a few years into that project and um, something again i'm passionate about about giving back to a community and helping something like that in your area you know if anyone's got any questions on that please reach out um, I'd love to get as many people involved in this as, as where it can go forward. So um, at, the, at the solo movement side of things, which is truly in its essence line dancing, mm-hmm. um, you look at crazes like Zumba and, and different fads within that side. But for me, in the essence, we've got so much rich quality of movement and, and you know contextual side of things and grading levels. And it, the tier system is already there and it's structure and that's that's all from my roots I, I pull from that and the draw from that every single day that's always good always good uh jamie marshall wants to know do you remember having to do elvis at fort wayne uh-huh <laughs> that was terrible i do <laughs> I elvis do. with an english accent that had to be fun yeah no i do it was brilliant and then um i think i don't know whether she got a size smaller for me whether that was intentional Probably intentional, no, Jamie. <laughs> but it was it was brilliant, and then I realised that it was white and a little see through as well. So <laughs> I had to have a little Dutch courage to uh, oh, to pull that man. one off. But I do. It was brilliant. Uh, huge shout out to Miss Marshall. She'll be on uh, on my show on Friday at five. Uh, so you'll definitely want to tune in. I'm sure she's going to have lots of old stories about people that she's going to oh, gladly share. I'm scared to tune in. I think I might watch it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that we'll way she doesn't bust you out live. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stacy Perconico says, uh, Rob, which was your best showdown that you ever performed in? And she hopes you answer correctly. Uh, you also did do a showdown routine. You, Scott Blevins, John and Junior all uh, performed with her um, when she did a That's showdown cool. routine. I think I just shared that too on one of my throwbacks. I think that was up on the channel where everyone got to see a younger Scott Blevins. And... Uh, Rob in his ballroom attire, dancing a little. Yeah, that no, was true, and it was brilliant. She did brilliant with it. Um, I loved that. I loved dancing with her in that because it was cool. It was her dream. It was where it went, and then again, it was the creative process. But that to me was the the other end of 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 what the showdown is and right. should be about, and, and was about within that field. And you know, I remember. I mean, look, I remember the Rock and Renegades, and back in the day when I first got to meet them. Um, so to, to come full circle within that and what Stacey did was brilliant um, and that was the Dancing with the Stars dream and the feeling of that um, yeah it was it was excellent to be a part of that because then the nice part is is I'm, I'm just a I was just a prop <laughs> within that side and that's that's the world of pro-am right so being able to, to help someone grow and achieve different dreams and, and stepping out in the courage of all of that like I, I thought it was brilliant so big love to you that's for sure <laughs> Uh, Trevor Thornton wants to know what is your uh, what's your most memorable moment of being starstruck? 
You are known for meeting tons of people. Yeah, I don't know if he's recalling a certain memory. Um, no, there's a few things. I mean, I, like, look, in terms of a football context, that, that, that's a fella called Kenny Daglish, and that's the, that was my granddad's hero within that side, King Kenny. Um, you know, being able to, to be around a lot of these footballers and, and call them friends now, which is nuts to say. These were people that were on my, on my wallpaper, my bedspread, my lunchbox as a kid. Right, um, and the, the crazy one where it came full circle is my old football coach. Um, when I was a kid, was a guy called Philly Carragher, and his son Jamie went on to play over 750 games for Liverpool. So Jamie Carragher, legend right. in the dance world, in in the dance world, legend in the football world. <laughs> um, but what's nuts is now his daughter. I, I've given her dance lessons, so here I am going over to his house, moving his pool table aside. And then I'm teaching his daughter for a couple of hours, different dance lessons and acting lessons. And then I'm advising them on where to go with her career for the next steps. Like, it, it was weird. My two worlds really colliding in a separate way. Um, wow. And then, I mean, probably one of the most embarrassing and the funny ones, which I think is what Trevor's on about, really, is um, when we were doing the TV show uh, Strictly Dance Fever, I, I was in hair and makeup and we'd just done rehearsals of a run-through of the show um, and what it was, because you do rehearsals with the band the first time you hear the music live, and then you're in hair and makeup. And I knew that that week the guest singer was Leanne Rhymes. Okay. So I'm 17, 18, 17, something like that, and I've loved country music <laughs> right the way through my life. So I'm not bothered about the dancers, I'm not bothered about those competing, I'm not bothered about the show. I'm ecstatic that, that she's singing live. So I'm coming out of hair and makeup and I'm fixing my shirt and I look up and Leanne Rhymes has stood right in front of me. <laughs> oh man. So I'd been thinking all week of what I wanted to say to her. But um she said to me straight away, she went, You could give Justin Timberlake a run for his money with those sexy snake hips of yours. Nice dancing. I just went, <laughs> I liked country music. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I could say. She just oh, kinda of looked at me weird when Patted me on the head, give me a little hug, went good luck and buggered off. I was so gutted. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's too, too funny. Too, too funny. Oh. Um, Madness, mate. Let's see here. What else? Got a bunch of comments. <laughs> Victor said I should ask you about uh, Sunday nights at Boston Tea Party, but then he said just kidding. So I have yeah, a no, feeling there's a bad story about there. So we're gonna we're not going to talk about that on air. Uh, Michael Barr it was, says it was all about team bonding at, at Sunday night at tea party. They were brilliant <laughs> nights then. <laughs> Michael Barr says, uh, "Give uh, give Rob his best. You are an awesome human." So a huge shout out to Michael Barr. He's actually going to be on my show on Thursday. Yeah, that's mutual, mate. Hello, brother. So we're going to go old school um, with uh, Michael Barr Maybe. on Thursday. So I'm sure he's going to have some nice old stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Victor. Come on, Victor. You should have known I was going to read it. Come on. <laughs> um, so, any plans on coming back to the uh, countryside to compete? I know you still compete in West Coast Swing. Uh, any plans yeah. on coming back and yeah, interesting enough, mate. I am. Yeah, I mean it's it's a hard part. I mean I've been I've been definitely definitely mulling it over. I'd love to. Is the bottom line? You know, I'd love to, and whether that's kind of in a pro pro division or. Um, whether I can convince me, me dance partner now, Alyssa, to uh, to don on some country boots and go over that. We've definitely spoke about it. Um, 
uh, I was teaching again. I was back at Worlds this year, um, or this past year in Nashville to say to say goodbye to Nashville for a few years. And um, Tony Lee's back on now as the event director going forward, and hopefully, hopefully by Worlds we'll be able to. But um, the initial plan was to was to try and try and dance a couple of a uh, couple of qualifiers this year and see how I felt. Um, so we'll see. Maybe showcase couples. Um, there you but, go. Uh, watch this space. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I saw that it's leaving Nashville for a couple of years, going to Austin and then Orlando, correct? Uh, we're in San Antonio, Texas, but yeah. San Antonio, not Austin, sorry. San Antonio yeah, and yeah. then Orlando. And then it's on to it, yeah, yeah, Orlando. Hopefully, uh, going back to Orlando will be an interesting one. <laughs> Maybe we can sneak a cruise on the back end of that as well. That works for me. We can uh, well, okay. hang out in Orlando. That should be yeah. fun. It's always fun when it uh, comes in here and everyone gets to come here and party. Uh, so. Yeah. so that should definitely be fun. It'd be, it'd be interesting seeing you back donning the hat. That that could be fun, putting on uh putting on the oh, yeah, you dug deep the hat. To find that. Dug deep to find that picture of me in a cowboy hat, mate. I mean, I haven't. Uh, I'm not going to show you what's underneath this hat right now. I look like Don King. Well, I was trying to find with the picture I used for the event. I was like, I need to find something that that's going to look cool, and I wanted to come a little old school. Yeah, a little old school, Rob. So I found that on your page. And I'm like, oh, I'm so using that. So there using that it was it's worth it. No one's like, who's that? I go, that would be Rob. <laughs> yeah, I still remember the first time Guyton introduced me to you at Worlds. Uh, you were probably like like tiny, and you were in this all like almost like a uh, outfit Pedro used to wear the the patented leather like uh, shirt and uh, pants. Oh, mate, he was my hero, absolutely. Right. So and he goes, uh, he came over and uh, he introduced me. I'm like. And you went out and danced. I'm like, okay, that's just not even right. He has like no bones. Like you were doing all these spins and stuff. I'm like, oh, oh, this is a good one. Chris Lovelock wants to know what do you miss most about not living in the UK anymore? Uh, going to game every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to game every week. My mum's cooking. Um, oh, the, your mom's definitely my mum's cooking. That's for sure. Um, you know, being able to see see me nan and me, and me mates and going out for a pints every week and just kind of kind of the culture i guess you know the culture change is something that's that is different um you know i remember i remember i i found it really hard when i first moved over here um being used to just a uh you know the culture change and whatever and 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 that's kind of where i found solace in a lot of the irish bars and stuff over here it was kind of like a home away from home um and a little mini escape but just yeah i'd, I'd say honestly the culture is a is a huge thing um I don't, you know, again, that's that's kind of why I always found that, like, Boston and Nashville especially were two cities that were, like, a hybrid of, of what makes up Liverpool. I mean, you've been to Liverpool, mate. Right, yeah. You know, you, you were lucky enough to get over there and, and see what that was. But just just the north of England as well, as a whole, has a different feel to it. And, you know, I'd say the people of Liverpool, what's really interesting is is we identify more with the Irish and with the Americans um, and even with the Scots than we do with the rest of England. And I think that it's, it is that that socialist ideal and, and everyone's in it together and the shirt off the back and that working class mentality. And that's, that's my upbringing. So yeah. I miss that the most. I miss, I miss kind of everyone looking after each other and the pat on the back, you know, but you get that over here. You've just got to usually work to find it and work to achieve it. You know, the American dreams well and truly alive. That's for sure. Yeah. I remember um, when I called and messaged you uh, when I was going to go to Liverpool and we were me and Kelly went over and you're right it's, it does remind me a lot of going through downtown Boston like just the way it's built the the atmosphere it's very 
very down home, like very comforting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like absolutely, Mike. You sent me to Matthew Street where the Beatles played, and you said, <laughs> told us to go to check out all these places. And you're right; it was like you can just literally go from one bar to the next talking to people, and they are the nice, some of the nicest people. And I don't know if that's true every day in Boston. Sometimes they, they <laughs> especially during baseball sports seasons up there. But yeah. <laughs> It was it was just incredible. Um, Jamie Whaley said uh, that the thing you do miss the most should be him and Danny last. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The nights out. We we used, to, we used to have some great nights out. That's for sure. Or weekend long sessions that were not at dance events. <laughs> yeah, and you don't even know what day it was. Kind of actually thinking back to it, it's kind of like being in lockdown now. You don't know what day it is, and I don't know where you're at. So it, you know, it's kind of. It's kind of strange that he just brought that up right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, John Lindsay, huge shout out to Mr. Lindsay, who used to be okay. from Boston. All right, brother. He said, uh, what, are your, what were some of your first impressions of uh, American events when you first came over here? He, he, goes, he goes, I remember meeting this incredibly polite, charming little kid back then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, it was, it, it, it was, it was brilliant. I mean, I was only... I was only 15, 14, 15 coming over and even on my own um, right. just flying over and being welcomed into into this kind of family over here. Um, and it's really interesting. It was always the first thing I noticed with the subtle differences between the dancers, right? So what we do to a certain song back in England or in my nan and granddad's classes or, you know, any of the, any of the kind of the, the upper Kirby suite with Rob Fowler on a Monday night versus then what you do over here. It was a little bit more of a, it was in line to a lot of the bar feel over here. Mm -hmm. um, but then the progression and the development, I mean, that was A. And then the other big thing I really remember was like, was it, it was John Lindsay, it was Big Jim, um, it was Jason. <laughs> you know, so I'm thinking, right, there's these big fellas over here. You, you do eat, so. Right, there <laughs> the was. type of, of big Americans. But then the best part was, is the, they became family to me. Do you right. know what I mean? So it was great. My first impression was, um, Everything's bigger in America. And then... The <laughs> was it the everything's bigger or were you just that small back then? Because you were known as Little Rob. <laughs> yeah, both. But the fact that it was all in a hotel was huge for me. Right. Um, it was all in one ballroom and that you could go from a hotel in and out and you could go back to your room to get a, a refill of ginger ale. Um, <laughs> but the, the interesting one was that it was all in one place, whereas back at home or in right. Europe, um, or even the rest of the world, even when you go to, when I go and teach over in, or dance over in Asia, um, it's, there's a hall somewhere, or you're in a gym, or you, you're not in one place. Um, right. So I think the biggest thing was all being in one place and under one roof. That was, that was very, very novel. <laughs> Makes it easier to stumble back to your hotel room. Allegedly. <laughs> um, so I just got a message from my buddy Rowdy Dufresne, who, uh, amazing, uh, UCWDC Masters That's competitor, great. event mm -hmm. director. He wants to know what is your favorite place to visit besides going home, besides going back to Liverpool. What's the what's your favorite place to go visit? I'd say, I'd say I'm going to answer that in in two two little waves. One of my favorite places to go teach, um, and then explore. Okay. On the back of that was Japan. I love Japan. Everything about the Japanese culture, the the feeling of it, the food, um, the people, the work ethic, uh, 
you know, working with students and, and groups of people over in Japan. I mean, to me, that was that's something that I'll never I'll never take away from me. I, I love it. I can't get enough of that. I, I wish I could be over there now. I was supposed to be in as a trip being cancelled. Uh-huh. Um, so Japan, for sure. I love Japan, Tokyo and Kyoto. Going into Kyoto was this nod to the old feel. And again, I love history. I love, you know, reeling through reams of history. But then the other place I'd say that I've, the place that I've felt the most relaxed in um, was Cuba. Oh, okay. Um, I was lucky enough to to go over to Cuba a few years ago with a group of about 25 dancers. And it were all couples dancers in the Latin boring world. And I was one of only four people to be hired, three or four people to be hired to go over. Um, but we went on this whole cultural exchange. And it was getting into the into the cities and, and the feelings of all of that. And, you know, a dance idol of mine is a guy called Carlos Acosta, um, who is a ballet dancer uh, from Havana. And seeing where he grew up and the streets and the roots and all of that, people with with not much of anything really clinging to the arts uh, okay. to me was so special. Um, you know, I remember moments where, where the guy behind the bar, for example, we'd been in and out of this hotel all week and kind of all of our guests and whatever had gone to bed and it was just me and one of the dancer. Um, her name was Anna Lorente and it was me and Anna were sat at the bar. The guy had been working all week, every time we were there for breakfast, lunch and dinner and then even late nights, he's closing the bar. He'd been there nonstop, so work ethic-wise. And then at the end of one night, towards the end of our trip, he asked the, the band to play one more song just as he wiping down the counter. And he came out, unbuttoned his, his top, unbuttoned his bow tie, rolled up his sleeves, offered his hand to Anna to dance, and then was the most incredible salsa dancer I've ever seen in my life. And I, I, wow. mate, I couldn't help but bawl my eyes out. Um, oh. it, was, it was just so beautiful and poignant within that side. So I'd say Cuba, it's an excellent question. You know, getting to see people's houses and getting to watch these different dance classes and lessons and all of that stuff going on over there, it was, it was, it was brilliant. Nice, nice. Um, Maddie B wants to know: Have you ever turned down a gig because of, of a Liverpool game being on? Yes. <laughs> yes. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Like even even um, even going over to do some strictly stuff in England. Like you know, I'll talk to my agents over there and say, right, here's the fixture list. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I wait. My whole year comes out when the fixture list gets released. So <laughs> everything about my life revolves around the Liverpool game, and no matter where I'm going. So even in Japan, for example, the game's kicking off at three o'clock in the morning. I know that I'm in the studio from seven till ten. <laughs> I'll be oh. up watching the game no matter what, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I've turned down gigs because of cup finals. That's for sure. Oh man, I won't book anything in May or June. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to make sure to get to these last two questions for sure. Okay. Um, one of them I know I warned you about. It's. Uh, been asked every time i've asked this to everybody but one every every choreographer every instructor i brought on okay if money was no object where would you hold a dance event and who are the first five instructors you'd call up and invite uh, okay yeah i mean I've, I've heard you ask this a couple of times actually um yep. you know we're tuning in and different things i i know uh, my glover from another mother yesterday yes uh, she went girl power up. Uh, she did so I, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to go to the other end of the spectrum and I really like what it is that she said to be fair and that was that's how proud we're very similar and that proud of our hometown in case you hadn't guessed I may have mentioned the word Liverpool a couple of times oh, just to me I'd have it there 
Um, it'd have to be back at home for me. And I know that a lot of different events have in the past. And like Liam Harriton's had some. And I know Masters have had different events down the line. And right. Rob's, Rob's had a lot of different things there. So for me, I'd say the City of Liverpool. Um, but it would be, it would be you know, adding the tours and the elements of dancing to live music and going to see the cabin and all of the places and being able to show the City of Liverpool off um, the right way for me. And I'd have it, if money was no option, I'd, I'd take over St. George's Hall, oh. which, is a, which is a gorgeous building. Um, yes. It's been seen in many movies, I, I guess one of the latest Harry Potter films or the, the Prisoner of Azkaban or whatever it was, or Prisoner of whatever. A lot, has, a lot has been filmed in there. I'd have it in St. George's Hall in Liverpool. And then what was the second part? Who, who were the higher? Who are the, be the not, this won't be the entire staff, but who are the first five people you're calling up and say, I want you at my event? Oh, okay. So that'd be that'd be all of my idols within the dance world um, and within the line dance world and, and people that have really um, inspired me within those things. I mean, for me, that's Rob Fowler, first and foremost. I mean, there was, I owe so much to Rob for my for my life as to where I'm at right now. And, and I know so many people do. Um, so many of my peers do within that side. Um, Rob would pick me up from school in the middle of the day or you know pick me up drive pick me up from school and then we drive to like his class out in Harrogate on a Tuesday night or he'd pick me up and we'd drive away for the weekend and you know I was mostly in the car just to keep him awake on the way back <laughs> as everyone the test to <laughs> but it was oh, brilliant man. and it was life on the road and that got me used to travelling so Rob Fowler straight away I owe so much to Rob Fowler um, Pedro same thing massive inspiration the first time seeing him compete or perform um, it was a freedom in that side, and and for me, Pedro would have to be there. Scott Blevins, um, again, his Monday nights, uh, Rob Fowler's, and there was the when when he'd always bring Scott over, um, and back then he was in his in his vest or his uh, as you Americans call it, your wife beater, <laughs> and he'd come out with his locks. But to me, he was brilliant. So what's that? Rob, Pedro, Scott, um, two more, yeah. Yep. Ah, oh, that's tough. Two more, the first five. Um, I'd honestly say I'd, I'd bring back out of it is Rob I. <laughs> oh! And, and I think Rob I, to me, was, was brilliant. I remember his, 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 his Johnny Bravo routines and stuff like that. Like yes. To me, Rob I was brilliant. And I saw him a couple of years ago. He, he randomly turned up at Liberty Swing and he was just stood outside the ballroom one random night. When I was and working was brilliant for... Catching up with him. When I was working for Grant Austin, I randomly ran into him at a swing event in California. I'm like, wait a minute. Right, it was brilliant. Yeah, so it was like out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, swinging ours. I mean, if you think back to the dancers that really kind of yes. were poignant within that, and that was The Beast was 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 a game changer, yep. a massive game changer. So The Beast and all of Rob's stuff, um, Come On, Get Up was a Janet Jackson track that was just this mad, crazy. He went off into so many different things, and that was always in the advance room in Kirby. Um, so there's that. I'd say obviously then have fun go mad and where they went and the different things. But swinging ours for me was always yes. a big, big thing. And that was Rob I and Robert Royston. Right. Um, but Rob I for me, it'd be someone I'd bring back. And then fifth would be uh, Roy. Roy Hiddis of Roto. So um, Roy's like my brother. We grew up competing with each other in, in different events. And I'd go and stay with his family when I travel on my own. And, and likewise, and, and to me, Roy, um, I'd do anything for Roy. Uh, you know, I'd, and it was brilliant. Even this year at Worlds, uh, the closing night, the last time in Nashville, um, it was me, Roy, uh, 
there's a Dan and Paul and Bernadette Carmichael. Um, oh. So me, Roy, uh, Darren and, and Bernie, like the last ones within world. It was closing night. The ball was, ballroom was it was emotional in that side, and even Brian B was there, and it was it was cool. But I'd say, um, yeah, I'd say it'd have to be Roy. <laughs> nice. Other question. Um, this came from Brandon Zahorski. He came okay. up with it last Friday. He got. I asked him to come up with a question for me to ask all my guests this week. Um, if you had a, if you had to come up with a dance step that was described your personality, if you were a dance step, what would you be? Okay, so a, a, a line dance description, a, a line dance term. <laughs> I mean, you could go, you could go philosophical on that, and you could say like a rolling grapevine. <laughs> I mean, life, life truly has been about twists and turns and bobs and weaves, and yeah, you know. And then the more that you try and do that drunkenly, um, <laughs> you could say that. Um, I don't know. It's the pivots. I'd say a Monterey turn. Monterey turn, nice. Yeah. So being able to uh, being able to to touch and go and stay in touch and always come back to being centered. Wow, this is getting deep. Yeah, uh, you did get deep. Always there. come back to being centered, but then it, it represents kind of both sides: my sports and that, my love for sports and love for the arts. So a Monterey turn. That does. That does. Yeah, that was really deep, man. Wow. <laughs> so. Uh, Actually, Trevor does have a good point. Yeah, I'd be interested to know this one. If you can come up with a question for me to ask someone, what would you want me to ask people? Trevor said you're very creative and very uh, unique, as he so puts it. To ask, to ask all of your guests? Yeah. Okay. Um, do I have to come up with that on the top of my head right now? Or? No, I'll let you think about it because I know you. I know, if I know you, you're going to get deep and philosophical and uh, come up with something very nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, are... I think I think it's I think it's definitely inspiration. Um, not necessarily where do you draw your inspiration from, but if if there was one person that you could always check in with or have a look over your work or your movement or your choreography, just as this, who would be that voice on your shoulder or that inner ear um, that that maybe we'd all know within within this world? Who's who's been that? that side or I'd go with who was that first person that really kind of gave you that big start and why. Um, okay. Those are both you know, good. I'll have to use those. Yeah. That's where I'd go. Awesome. <laughs> well, huge shout out. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, joining me today. It was a pleasure as always. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Um, thank you everyone out at home uh, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. If you uh, just now tuning in, you can go back as soon as it posts and uh, you can go back and watch it in its entirety on either Facebook or YouTube. It'll be on both. Make sure you like and follow and subscribe us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. That way you can catch all of our shows. Um, tomorrow's guest at five is going to be none other than the event director, choreographer, instructor, extraordinaire, Derek Steele, all the way from Detroit, um, uh, Motor City. He's going to be uh, joining us uh Tell us a little bit about how we got into it, what it's like coming down from Canada, now living in the U.S., and then uh, yeah. what it's like. He's been on the front line uh, working in an ER. So uh, join That's me tomorrow at 5 o'clock. I mean, Derek, what he's doing is brilliant. Uh, you, you've got a great guest there coming up, mate. Derek's boss. Good luck. So I'll, uh, for everyone at home, see you guys tomorrow. Enjoy. <laughs>